0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with Richard Justice who's filling in again for AJ Casavell on the podcast. Richard, thanks again for stepping in. We love We know how much you love the Padres.
0: I do love the Padres. I love I especially love what they've what the, what they are building there, Tim and AJ Preller is the, one of the things he's done better, as well as anybody in baseball, is accumulate young talent. He did that in Texas, and uh, he knows how to build a deep system. And in Andy Green, I think they got the right guy managing the Padres. You know, um, the Padres are at the point where they're a lot closer to turning the corner than maybe uh, people on the outside would think. But, you know, you have to go do it on the field, so so we'll see.
1: We're going to get into the team's lineup rotation bullpen as currently constructed. If no more moves are made, this is what they would roll out there on opening day. We'll get your thoughts on that, Richard. Uh, but first, you speak of bringing in young talent and building up the depth of that minor league system. Uh, A.J. Preller and company at it again this week as they trade away young Hervis Salarte to the Blue Jays. They get a couple of young minor leaguers back, Edward Oliveras the number 24 now ranked player in the Padres system. They also get Jared Karkov back in that play, in that trade. Um, Those aren't two guys that jump out as top prospects that are going to suddenly uh, leap into the majors and, and help you out, but it is more depth and they're players that have upside. And Solarte was a guy who there's so many young, there's so many infielders right now on this roster that they had to deal somebody seems like a trade that really made, made a lot of sense for both teams.
0: It, it is, and I think the way A.J. Preller looked at it is we're adjusting our depth, and uh, we, as you said, we have a, an in, uh, a surplus of guys in the infield. I mean, they feel like this, this young guy, Carlos Aswaji, is ready to play second base, that he can play second base or at least compete for the position. And the key guy in the trade is 21-year-old outfielder Ed, Edward Oliveras. Uh, he's a guy that A.J. had had some conversations about prior. They think he's going to play, you know, two years, I mean, that maybe get to double A next year and then be on the cusp in, in 2019. But I think the way you look at it is he was able to, to uh, strengthen one part of the team and take away from a part of the team that he already had pretty good depth at.
1: Yeah, it's a, a move that made sense. All right, let's get into the lineup rotation and bullpen. Um, obviously, you continue to hear rumors about the fact that this team could add Eric Hosmer at some point this offseason, but that doesn't count for this assignment. We're going with the current roster. So, yeah. Manuel Margot leading things off. Freddie Galvis batting second. Will Myers batting third. Hunter Renfro batting fourth. Corey Spangenberger batting fifth at third. Then it's Carlos Asuaje at second. Jose Perella in left, and Austin Hedges, your catcher, batting ninth. Um, This is a a lineup that hit a lot of home runs in 2017, Mm. but they didn't necessarily get on base, and it seems like as constructed in this list, that could be a similar issue going forward.
0: Yeah, and I think we're just watching the growth of young players. You know, I mean, Will Myers is the only guy that you look at and you know what he's going to get. Freddie Galvis from the Phillies to play shortstop. That's that's a big addition for them, but I think – you know, it's it's take a deep breath and it's be patient. It's give Manuel Margot, give him at bats, give Renfro at bats, give the young second baseman at bats. You know, Austin Hedges. We're going to find out about all those guys, and that's part of what you do. You try to. By the end of last season, I think there was some clarity that all those guys could contribute going down the road, and I think that's what you're looking for um, as you as you continue to go. Now, if you if you bring in Eric Hosmer, you know I, I look. If you get, if you get him on a five- or six-year deal, that and, he, and he's just 28 years old, and it's unusual players like that become free agents at that age, that makes sense long-term. And it is, you still have to think long-term. I know I've talked to a couple of general managers later, lately who've been parts of re, reconstructions, and they said, you, we're, we're willing to do anything in terms of, of a free agent, but we can't lose sight of the big picture. And for the Padres, the big picture is, Let's just continue to let those young guys fail and succeed and fail and grow. That's the atmosphere that Andy Green has created. Um, the thing about that is you don't know how quickly they're going to turn the corner. And uh, so so we'll find out.
1: All right. So what is the biggest question mark, you think, Richard, when you look at that group?
0: Well, the, the biggest question mark is on base percentage. You know, yeah. like young guys tend to swing and miss a lot. We've seen that with them. they you know, we're in an era where we're focused on getting the ball in the air and getting the ball over the fence, and that's fine. Except, And you can live with strikeouts, but you can only live with a certain – you know, you can't live with a million strikeouts. So I think the question mark is, who is Manuel Margot? I mean, he, he looked better. You know, he looked like a guy that's going to be a player. I think they still believe Hunter Renfro is going to be a player, uh, you know, and Hedges. I mean, to me, those are the three guys, and just if you could tell me – where those guys are going to be in September in their careers, I think I could tell you what the timetable for the Padres contending again in the National League West is.
1: All right, let's move on to the rotation, and it's a rotation that is young but lots of question marks. Clayton Richard will start things off, the lefty, then Luis Perdomo, Danelson Lemette, Colin Ray, and Robbie Erlin. The thing about this Padres team is there's a lot of young pitching coming up through the system that is not yet ready for the big league. So it's almost a little bit of a patchwork rotation at this point, isn't it?
0: It is a patchwork rotation. And, you know, so they've added Tyson Ross. They're going to bring Tyson Ross back, Chris Young, Matt Strom, three guys that have at different points in their careers. Well, Tyson Ross obviously is very familiar to Padres fans, so is Chris Young. Um, I think those guys bring an experience factor, but I think they also will push the young guys. You're going to have, essentially, you're going to have 10, and I I forgot to include uh, Brian Mitchell, who was acquired from the Yankees. So you're going to have 10 people competing for five spots. Well, you need 10 starters anyway. Um, So I think that helps everybody, and especially a guy like Ross and a guy like uh, Chris Young. You want what they bring in terms of, Giving young players a role model and all of that, but the real interesting work is at Double A, where their top four, four of their top four of top prospects, including Cal Quantrill and Eric Lauer, Joey Luke Casey, Jacob Nix, their development, and they probably will all start the season at Double A. I think they probably will all be invited to spring training just so the. Major league staff can get a look at them. But the timetable for the Padres is essentially their timetable. And so you would expect those guys to all be in AAA by the end of the year, possibly the big leagues depending on what the injury is and, and how the young guys like Perdomo, how do they, how they do during the year. Um, but I would say from that point of view, if I'm a Padres fan I, 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 Padres fan, I want to come to spring training. I want to see those guys pitch. And I'm going to be excited about that. I'm going to be excited that there are so many young arms with big upsides uh, wrapped around the Chris Youngs and the Clayton Richards and and all of those guys. Um, The thing I learned in 2012 watching the Oakland A's just go out and collect young pitching, and I'll never forget on the diamond, Billy Bean says, uh, you know, we've got got the best pitching staff in the American League here. But it may not be until next year or the year after. Well, the A's won the, went to the playoffs that year, and that young, the young pitchers came of age very quickly. And that can happen. And that's, you know, pitching translates at any level. So that's the optimism you would have going forward.
1: Yeah, once you see those prospects at spring training, I think that's when the fans really start to get excited about a rebuild because we can see these guys. They're not just names on a prospect list. They're real people and they're really pitching and and we get a chance to see them in big league type games. So definitely uh, a spring train to look forward to here coming up in about a month here in 2018. All right. Finally, the bullpen, Richard, uh, Brad hand is back for now. We'll see if that changes, but we're doing <laughs> for this now, for just right. now. Kirby Yates behind him. Craig Stammen's back. Uh, Kazuhisa Makita, Colton Brewer, Phil Maton, Carter Caps is, is back if healthy, Jose Torres. So, um, you have a couple of obviously very strong arms. The question mark will be whether or not those guys stay in the, re- or if they get traded at some point. But overall, it looks like a bullpen that has some potential.
0: It does, and I guess I'm surprised that Brad Hand is still there. I, I know teams that contending teams that want him and wanted him at the trade deadline last year. Obviously, A.J. Preller didn't get a price he was. He was comfortable paying. I still think, you know, if you're telling me, if you're going to tell me Brad Han is pitching for the Houston Astros on opening day, I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. They're one of the teams that have been most atti- intense about their pursuit of him. And then you just let the arms fall in. Carter Capps, I, I assume, will be healthy at some point in the first half if he's not already having undergone thoracic outlet surgery. And then you just line up those other guys, Torres and Yates. And, and there's so many, so many balls in the air with the Padres, you know, in terms of what, what, you know, figuring out the outfield, which of these young players are long-term solutions, and which of the starters are, are going to make it both near-term and long-term. Um, you know, the future is bright in that way, and I think in that way the bullpen is the last thing you sort of sort out. You put as many arms out there as you can and let them fight it out. And in that way Brad Hand is really not a fit there, and Carter Caps is – Sort of a fit, you know. You you you, you could see that they pitch the eighth and ninth inning and and provide some certainty for for those when you have a lead late in games. Um, but I just like you know I think we can't say it enough. Padres are in a good spot. They have a lot of talent. I think in our top 100, I think they had seven of the top 100, and that that was tied for the most in the majors. When you have history has shown, we've seen it with the Royals that when you have this kind of talent at the at the minor league level, it's going to translate into wins uh, at some point, and the, the trend now in baseball is to push the young kids, to challenge them, to, to put them a, a year ahead of their schedule, and, and see if they can survive and see how they adjust, so that's my, that's my Padres' optimism.
1: I love it. I love the optimism, and there are reasons to be optimistic, if not for 2018, certainly for the end of the season maybe where you see a lot more of these prospects coming up and into 2019 as we build towards the future for the Padres. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Padres edition. For Richard Justice, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.